You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. God, if we put bells on all of our cats, we would never have a moment of quiet. <laughs> we have 19 cats. 19 cats, I know. I, like a- I texted Business Goose today, and I was like, I'm going to kill this cat. And he was like, oh, why? Because like, he's always touching something. <laughs> you know, you're trying to get anything done, and you just hear him in the corner of some room, just like, what are you touching now that you're not supposed to be touching? And then something falls over. Yep. It's exhausting. He's just learning about the world. I know, but I just I'm spoiled because Jean Ralphio was never like that. Yeah, all he wanted to do since day one was snuggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he liked to play a little bit. But yeah, and, yeah. And now Tej is just like, what if I knocked everything over all the time? Well, he has to test it because Jean Ralphio never did. I guess so. He's like, hey, what's this? And Jean Ralphio's like, I don't know. You talking like, well, about him making spooky noises reminded me of not to bring the mood down, but. You know, those Idaho murders that happened recently. And a lot of people have been like, there were two other people in the house. Why didn't they call 911? Blah, 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 blah. And it just reminded me of the time when you and I lived together. And I slammed the door downstairs. And you weren't like, let me go see if everybody's okay. You just laid in bed and waited to be murdered. waited to die. (laughs) Yeah, I have found. So I'm certain that that's what happened. Why everybody from like an outside perspective? Oh, they just waited to die. Yeah, yeah. Everyone from an outside perspective in situations like that always thinks they know the best course well, of action. And you do know the best course of action when you're sitting comfortably, yeah, comfortably in your car or in your home or whatever. But when you are faced with a situation, you're just like you don't know how you're going to react. No, I know. Which is why you know you're supposed to do training ahead of time so yeah. that you have more a little more muscle memory or whatever yeah. but yes i have found in a couple different situations that if i am awake i have a little bit more of a survival instinct right. i will go find the thing i will go investigate yeah whatever. if you wake me up i i'm just gonna lay there and wait to die <laughs> because <laughs> That's it's happened major. twice yeah. now once was yeah that time when uh-huh. i got woken up because you slammed the door and i was just like and then I kept trying to I'd be like, I, it's probably fine. I'm going to go back to sleep. And then I would go, no, I'm going to die. And I would wake <laughs> back up. So I couldn't I couldn't do either. I couldn't get out of bed to investigate. And I also could not go back to sleep. I just lay there in fear. Um, and then the, <laughs> the other time was when I first moved into this house and some people were going around joyriding, I guess, and just shooting their gun into the air. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. And my roommate's car got shot. Yeah. And at two in the morning, the cops were like pounding on my door because cops don't know how to just knock. Yeah. And it woke me up and my dogs were barking. Just the one dog at that time. And I yeah. was like, nope. Yeah. I'm not going to see who that is. Absolutely you know? not. And they never came back at like a normal hour. So I didn't know what had happened. But I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to die. Like, I feel like <sighs> if 
if you did answer the door, the cop's first thing to say would be like, don't answer the door to a stranger at 2 a.m. Yeah. Okay, but now that I'm here. Yeah, did you? I don't <laughs> recall them identifying themselves. There were just a lot of knocking. Yeah, and I no. was like, well, I'm not, the, all the lights are off, you know, I'm yeah. asleep in bed. So, yeah, if you wake me up, I, I just, well, just wait to die. <laughs> that's, well, that's that. That's not what we're talking about today. No, Actually, like at all. Nope. Not even close. Hopefully not. No. I'm still watching. I'm in season. I'm in the last season of Law and Order: Criminal Intent. And then, and then you'll then be, I'll free. be free. I know. I was thinking today about because I was complaining to you about it. Yes. About how Criminal Intent, especially you know, SVU made it a lot more about what are what's going on in these detectives' lives. Yeah. Which sometimes is fun, but other times is like too I am much here for the crime. Yeah. I don't really care. I want to watch them solve a crime and put a bad guy in jail please yeah i want it to all be wrapped um, up neatly in a little bow yeah within 45 minutes Thank criminal you. intent is very good about yes but there's a little not there's not quite enough personal life stuff going on and mm. that they bring in and get rid of detectives with no preamble <laughs> or word what happened they had like they had an ADA for the first like season and a half and then one day he was just gone and oh. nobody said anything about it. they replaced him with another lady and she was there for like five episodes and then she was gone and they were just like we just will not have an ADA for the show okay and then like they've had captains come and go they've had detectives come and go Jeff Goldblum just showed up one day with no kind of there was like he just works here now and I was like <laughs> okay and then I mean he's not actually do... even playing a character just Jeff oh, Goldblum he's... literally showed up it's just Jeff Goldblum <laughs> solving crimes what if i tried this and they were like sure um <laughs> we won't then, stop you yeah in season nine they tried to have this big overarching story where their captain got shot and they investigated it and mm. it ended up with eames as like the sit-in like interim captain until she took the captain's exam and got the job for real yeah and they were like we're gonna have to fire Gorin," and she was like well let me do it because he's my best friend yeah so she fires him and then immediately quits oh and then they're just gone for half of a season oh and you're just like i guess they're never coming back because they're just know. gone and then they just came back one day and somebody went welcome back detectives and then that was and i was like <laughs> so i was thinking about that and i was thinking about how funny <laughs> it would be if one of you like us left oh and just and we never just a new host and nobody ever said, ever said anything, anything. just it. had a different goofy nickname yeah and it was never like never addressed we just pretended like they were here the whole time yeah yeah. I was like, you can't, you don't do that in real life. Why did you think that would be okay in this show? Anyway, Whatever. all that to say, I am still <laughs> me wedge. <laughs> such a long... <laughs> we should start a Law & Order podcast. We, honestly, we could, but it would also mean having to watch 20... There are over... If you combine all four yeah. Law & Orders, there's only over 50 seasons. So we could... <laughs> we would have material until we die. <laughs> <laughs> we already do. <laughs> true with this podcast anyway so anyway, this speaking of podcast, this podcast which here is we are about children's movies and today we're gonna talk about nannies yeah because this month we're talking about mary poppins so our theme this month is obviously nannies and child care and you know that whole concept mm -hmm. of taking care of your snotty children yeah i don't know anything about that nope we have our own in-house nanny here to give us some insights it's true how do you like it I, I do like it. Good. Hanging out with kids is fun, especially babies. Yeah. But hanging, you know, it's just fun. You get to teach them new things. My favorite thing to do with any child that I have looked after is introduce them to new music. Oh, that's it fun. It makes me 
Yeah. Very happy. Yeah. You know, and especially when they're receptive of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the so I've worked with three different families, and the family that I worked with first, their kids are six and eight mm-hmm. now. Seven and eight. She just turned seven. And sometimes when I hang out with them, they tell me about new music, which Aww, is very cool and makes me cute. Makes me very happy. But yeah, introducing a baby to music is a lot of fun. Yeah, to get so, excited about it. Yeah, they actually the the one little boy that I watch, he is three and a half, and he likes the Beatles a lot. Cute, which is uh, yeah topical for us yeah. in this month. Oh, but... I was gonna say too. Guess what I've been doing all day. Listening to the fucking Beatles because we talked about them so much. <laughs> They're, I mean, I know, and I was just like, I want to listen to the album. But but he likes the Beatles, and it was like the first band, you yeah. know, that he learned about. Mm. And so when you show him something new, he's like, "Is this the Beatles?" It's like, no, it's a whole other group Aww, of people. That's cute. That is cute. Every band is the Beatles. So I think the biggest, not really that you asked, but I think the biggest <laughs> challenge yeah. is finding the balance between. Okay, well, this is not how I would handle this situation if these children were my own children. Right, but you they're know, you not. Have to respect. So you have to do it the way the parents yeah. want. Yeah. But then also set boundaries for yourself and be like, okay, but. Yeah. When Meat Wedge is in the house, mm-hmm. that's not going to fly. Yeah, don't smack me. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody but, else is fine. But I do like me. it. Yeah. Yeah. So nannying and childcare has always been a thing mm-hmm. i think throughout history i mean mm-hmm. i don't know if it's possible for one human to raise a human alone i don't think you should you shouldn't but i just also don't think that it's possible yeah <laughs> like everybody needs help. i mean it is it is possible you know there's a lot yeah. of single moms and dads out there single parents out there doing it but yeah you need some kind of help well but you know they'll, they'll go to school eventually they'll right 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 you know yeah you don't exist in a bubble right but um, there's got to be a an outside help at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll go crazy. <laughs> or you still will. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So there's a lot of different definitions of a nanny. We've got a child minder, which sounds like <laughs> a very. It just sounds like you never grew up. Yeah. You're very child minded. Yes. Now that's like your, um, you know, your daycare workers, people who have children come to their house. Yeah. Or they run a daycare and have a lot of. Yeah. Children. A lot of little brats. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the au pair who comes from another country to learn that country's culture and language and helps the children living with the family and temporarily becoming an additional family member. Mm-hmm. A governess. Yeah. Whose job is to teach the children rather than to take care of them. Right. Yeah. Which sometimes they'll live in the house and sometimes they won't. Like I, mm-hmm. the, the biggest examples that I have of that, like the things that come to my mind is I just recently well last year now read the turning of the screw because mm-hmm. i had always heard about it yeah uh it's really boring Not <laughs> i remember scary you at all. saying that it was really hard to get through um but she's a governess and she actually goes and lives in the house yeah and then that is also in jane Eyre. what she goes to do is she yeah. goes and lives in the house and then she falls in love with the guy who is her boss yeah and then there's a nanny who works with the family Either live in or not, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day, responsible for watching them as well as cleaning up after them and sometimes, like, you know, the whole house. That's what I do. Yeah. Do a little laundry, do some dishes, make some lunch. Do some little chores. That's cute. Yeah. So I was looking up a little bit about, you know, sort of nannies in other countries. Mm -hmm. And I found this concept of nannies that come help you right after you have a baby, which I think is 
truly when parents need the most help yeah. you know you feel like especially if it's your first one mm-hmm. and you're just like oh my god yeah i read all these books and i took all these classes but now there's this infant yeah yeah and, and it keeps yelling and at me. i have to keep it alive and Doesn't i'm speak so english yet tired yeah <laughs> yeah know? and so i was reading about like in the in the way back <laughs> times uh-huh. <laughs> in europe they would have this the ceremony of confining women to their beds or at very least their homes after yeah. delivery for like a month or so. Oh. And a female relative or um, what they call a monthly nurse would come take care of you. Oh, yeah. Which sounds great. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Personally. And then after the confinement period, there would be a reintroducing to society in a ceremony called the Churching of Women. Okay. Which I was like, well, I don't like the way that sounds. Yeah. It sounds, just sounds bad. Yeah, it does. But actually the ceremony was a blessing over the mother and a giving of thanks that she survived whether or not the child survived at least the mother survived the ordeal yeah which is really nice yeah and then if the child did survive you know hopefully you know it's just like a blessing yeah bless this mother and her child and that they the child good things happen comes to the party too i guess yeah invited too whatever and welcome back from your ordeal and we're so glad you're here and that you survived which i think is really cute yeah and then they're A lot of Asian cultures that still practice that, not the reintroduction ceremony, but the confinement period, which Mm -hmm. I'll go back into that in a little bit. Yeah. In the Netherlands, women receive a state-sponsored nanny. Oh, okay. Called a kramverzorgster. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's it's part of your, like, health insurance that's provided by the government. Oh, shit. And they come, you know, teach you how to care for your baby, do the laundry, prepare meals, clean the house, and... You know, maybe keep the other children entertained, yeah, so well, that you can get some sleep. Yeah, well, you rest and recover, and yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. and that's just provided by the government, just part of your health insurance. <sighs> yeah, provided by the government. Uh, should we move? <laughs> I think Before so. We have kids. <laughs> yeah, I maybe so. I just I have always thought, and this is probably a little off topic, but just like you can just have a kid. Yeah, you know, like there are more regulations for me adopting a dog from the humane society than like just a person giving birth i know you yeah nobody tells you anything no you can just have one i know i remember thinking that one day you know i heard tell anybody what to do but i remember i was standing in line for something i was listening to this woman talk about how her kid was like still in the car you know, she'd been talking to, I gotta, I don't know, just catching up with this lady. And then she's like, I gotta go. My kid's still in the car. And then she talked about how two of her other children had been taken away. And I was just like, probably because you keep leaving them in the car. But like, <laughs> anybody can just have a baby. And then if they take them away, you could just have another one. Yeah. And it's just wild that there's no, I, I have always thought that there should be a lot more uh, education yeah. when you're growing up. You yeah, know, like absolutely. In, in high school and just like, and I know you can't. Not to get uh, political in the chat, you obviously can't tell someone they can't have a baby. Right. That's very. You can't. We can't do eugenics. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it's a. It's yeah. Who Who are you to say? Right. But so, but you can tell somebody if they can drive a car. You can tell somebody if they can adopt a dog. So it's like, why can't we tell somebody if they can have a baby? Yeah. But then, yeah, like you said, you get into this the fuzzy area. Well, why can't? Why are they not fitting in this person? Right. Exactly. Way. So the answer is people need more help. They need more help, and I yeah. think. I mean, what, what, you know, it's always money. That's what people yeah. need and want. And mm-hmm. so if you just provide tax incentives mm-hmm. for people who go through these courses of like yeah. baby care and child psychology and things like that, you just incentivize the people who do the thing. Right. Then you're going to, 
I don't know. It's all, it all comes down to education. So anyway, we need more of that. And also like this, like having somebody come stay in your house yes. and help you learn how to care for a human being. Yes, because... without having to worry about well, how am I going to pay for this? You know, right. And also that. at some point too, I'm sure people who have had a kid and don't know what they're doing are afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Because we don't have a reward system. We have a punishment system. Yes. You know, so if they do something wrong, rather than being like, okay, well, let's help you. Right. The answer is just let's punish you. Let's oh, you take away known. your kid. Yeah. 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 Which is really unfortunate. Yeah. There should be a lot more, a lot more community. Yeah. There's not a lot of community in this country as far as child rearing goes. You know, no. it's like if you picked up a stranger's. If you if you were like in a store and a kid fell down and you picked up that kid and you were like, are you OK? They'd probably be like, don't touch my kid. Yeah. Which is very strange. Yeah. You know, like adults should look out for children, whether or not they're their own children. That's like that show. Oh, I forgot what it's called, but I told you about it when I was watching it. It's a Japanese show and it's on oh, yeah. Netflix and it's where it's a tradition where parents send their very young children on an errand by themselves. Yeah. And it is to teach them. You know, that they can take care of themselves if something happens, but also that they can trust the people around them. Right. Ask for help yeah. from your community, not just from your parents. Right. So, you know, these these are all adults out here who are who will help you mm-hmm. and who are here to look out for you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we're moving to the Netherlands. Yeah. Which should be Bye. we can still record from there. A good yeah. They, I think they have podcasts in the Netherlands. Probably. So then I like I said, I was learning about confinement nannies in asian culture which i was reading i went to this website playtimes.com.hk so hong kong yeah you know chinese specific which i practice this a bunch of times but i'm a white lady so i'll do my best but it's called or something like that mm-hmm. i was watching fresh off the boat yeah which means sitting the month or sitting the moon mm-hmm. and so you just stay in your house for 30 days after you have a baby you sit on a moon sit on the moon <laughs> you leave the planet <laughs> that sounds nice too yeah you sit there for one moon because in chinese culture it's believed that women who have just given birth are susceptible to more illness due to their weakened strength which makes sense your body yeah. has just gone through something fairly traumatic yeah you know uh stressful at the mm-hmm. very least mm-hmm. well yeah and I mean, it says in Chinese culture it's believed, but I'm pretty sure that medically it's probably also true. <laughs> right. Well, I guess some more like traditional Chinese culture yeah. believed that and then medicine backed that up. Right. Like, yeah. Yes, that's science. Maybe you should not, you know, mm-hmm. go back to work a week after you just had a baby. Yeah. But I think you can leave the house is all. I think, you know, staying inside of your house maybe is a little maybe extreme a step too far. But, yeah. you know, there's people out there who will still go to the store even though they have the flu. So right and quit doing that there's quit doing that so there's probably some the confinement nanny in chinese culture they don't leave the house at all yeah same thing they come for a whole month well the the mother's not supposed to leave the house so the confinement nanny comes and takes care of all the things that you need so they might live with you and they might not but same thing where they're doing the grocery shopping and they're making food and they're but also the the emotional well-being of the mother so they don't get postpartum depression Depression, yeah which i think is also really good you know just saying giving them time to sleep helping them and their baby establish a feeding and napping pattern so that everybody is happy and healthy and not getting stressed out Yeah, well rested yeah making food they have specific like confinement foods which are like oats leafy greens pork livers dairy chinese rice wine and almonds 
which other than the livers i'm like yeah i would eat that sounds great yeah they're so they those foods are meant to like build your strength back up and and also they're supposed to be good for like breast milk production Mm. so you know you've got happy baby happy mom yeah the only thing that i'm like well I don't know. There's some rules besides no going outside, which would drive me a little bit nuts. Like sometimes I just need to go sit on the porch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like breathe for a minute. Yeah. Uh, No taking showers. I hope you can take a bath, but you're not allowed to take a shower. Okay. No air conditioning, no spicy food, no sex, and no chores. Hmm. Which I'm like, well, I don't need spicy food anyway, so it's fine. I mean. (laughs) But you just, you better hope you have a baby in the winter. Otherwise yeah, it's gonna be hot and stinky, which is very you stressful you for can't me. Shower or have air conditioning. Yeah, I kind of understand. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because it is a little bit of an older tradition. But like, I have had air conditioning systems make me sick. Yeah, they dry you out. Yeah, and they also just like if they're not clean. Yeah, the mold and stuff. It's so true. maybe that's where that concept comes from maybe so and maybe you're they just think you're more susceptible to it is the no showering just so you don't fall down (laughs) i can't imagine the reason yeah that's it's like i gotta i'm stanky i mean no sex that's fine you gotta heal up yeah no spicy food why is it good for you right (laughs) i don't know but that's interesting but yeah i mean all these things are like yeah we should do that yeah every woman who just had a baby should have this yeah luxury you know provided for her and i think you know back when well, we as human beings we should just do that for each other yeah oh you and me <laughs> yeah 100 percent. but that yeah okay all right our partners will work and yeah. then you and i will just take care of each other they'll bring home all the money i love it yeah <laughs> we'll just move in together yeah <laughs> that sounds great honestly yeah. like i'm for it because we'll just move hot toes and business kids into one of the houses yeah. and we'll go live in the other <laughs> temporarily you guys live in that house yeah. we will live in this house bring us groceries and leafy greens please yes thank you no spicy food that sounds nice because the other thing the other downside con of being a nanny is sometimes it's just you in a house with children and you're like i would love to talk to an adult yeah and that's probably nice to have the other adult there for the month yeah and probably really does help with the postpartum depression part too because i mean i've i have not given birth i do not know right. uh, the science behind it but i imagine that a lot of it comes from the not sleeping but also from the like my entire life is this now yeah like moment yeah who am i yeah besides the mother of this child yeah and if you don't talk to another adult you know you probably yeah <laughs> do feel that way yeah so you just gotta a hope little bit it's a person that you like yes which is why again we'll, we'll you and i it, yeah. yeah yeah sounds good <laughs> <laughs> so another type of nannying system is the au pair system yeah which is a french word meaning at par or equal to because the au pair is intended to be an equal Okay. Like part of the family. Yeah. Member of the family, temporary one, but not a domestic worker. Right. Where it's just like, you just work here. Yes. The au pair, you're going to go on vacation with us. You're going to eat dinner with us at the table. Like Mm -hmm. you are just, it's like, maybe that's what was going on in Monkey Trouble. I just had that thought (laughs) right before you said that. She was an au pair. She's the au pair. Right. Maybe so. She's just always around and we never acknowledge her. Yeah. Um, An au pair receives an allowance and they get their own room. Like you said, they eat with the family. They join in in usual family activities. They do expect to have like some family private time together usually in the evening. So au pairs are allowed to like, you know, leave the house or, you know, have time to themselves. A lot of countries that have au pair 
placings require the au pair to take classes. Okay. And they make the host family pay for the classes, but it's kind of like a... What kind of classes? Like... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Just Some, regular college. Yeah, sometimes it's like language or culture or something about the country that you're in. And then some of them were just like, you just have to take at least like three college courses yeah or something interesting yeah i don't know why (laughs) i mean learning about the culture makes sense but like just further your education here i guess it puts you in the culture of the country yeah that's true and it makes you interact with people who aren't just your your little host family. family yeah um i looked up just a little bit about all the every country that has an au pair system does it a little differently so in china au pair agencies sent young chinese people to western nations to work as au pairs so china actually set it up particularly for families who had adopted babies from china okay so that the chinese child still got to learn you know from some of its culture the parents get to learn some you know help them learn chinese in addition china's rising middle class and economic growth have led to a growing demand for au pairs because everybody working ain't nobody got time to raise kids i guess sure and this helps create opportunities to learn English as, at an early age. So they really like to pair with North American yeah. au pairs coming over to China. And it's also an, the opportunity for mothers to return to work and have additional help in raising their children. However, the main goal for most families hiring au pairs is primarily to help their children as well as themselves learn English. Mm-hmm. Because they still want the mother to have the biggest role in raising their children. It's right. more just like a... This is a language immersion experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And an extra set of hands. You know, I'm going to go play with my kids while you do the laundry. Right. Which I like that the best. Personally. I mean, obviously, I love hanging out with children, but also it's like, no, just you tell me what to do. And if you want to, you know, because I have worked for a couple families that were at home. Yeah. Parents were at home. It's like, you guys go have fun and I will just household manage. Yes. I like that a lot, too. I domestic engineer. Yes. (laughs) I, I don't know. In a, another timeline, maybe this is something that I would have done. I just, I was I'm too afraid to move away, yeah. that yeah. far away. Yeah, me too. Scary. I, I never liked the thought of doing um, study abroad. Yeah. yeah. I liked the thought of it. I liked the concept yeah. for other people. Yeah, when yeah. I thought about people, me I, doing I it. I didn't ever have a desire to do it. <sighs> no. Yeah scary right yeah <laughs> Ugh, what if i don't know what's happening right so. no i'd rather travel in a group 
mm-hmm. <laughs> of people I know. Yeah. Go by myself. Yeah. And when you're that young, too. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to do it now. No. You're too old now. I'm too, I'm too old. All of these programs are, like, you can be between 17 and 27, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the U.S. Um, also has an au pair program. It offers qualified young people the opportunity to live and study in the U.S. for a year or two in exchange per for providing up to 45 hours of child care per week and no more than 10 hours a day. So they also have a lot of restrictions on how much you can work. Yeah, that makes sense. At the same time, the au pairs are required to complete an educational component of six semester hours of academic credit or its equivalent. And they are provided with up to $500 towards the cost of the required academic course by their host families. Hmm. In the U.S., au pairs are provided a private bedroom, meals, and compensation tied to the minimum wage, which in 2009 was... One hundred and ninety-five dollars a week. Yeah, I Which, mean, I mean, I guess if you have your room and you're board, you're not paying rent and buying yeah. food, but that's still not a lot. Yeah, you can't really like save up for anything. Yeah, with that. Mm-mm. Um, in Norway, it's become like a really controversial system, the au pair system. Oh, there's a documentary called Masters and Servants Eey. that came out in 2013. The documentary examines the rights of au pairs in Norway and focuses particularly on recent cases of abuse and exploitation against some au pairs from the Philippines. Yikes. So according to Norway regulations as of 2016, the period of work shall not normally shall normally not exceed five hours per day, the maximum being 30 hours per week. Okay. If a host family fails to follow the regulations, they can lose the right to have an au pair for one, two, or five years. Oh, wow. If the host family commits an offense punishable by three months in prison or more, the host family quarantine could last up to 10 years. So I guess what I'm gleaning from this is that au pair um, pairing agencies are often not, they're like private companies, mm-hmm. like what you do. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. You yeah. Know, it's a, a company that works to pair people together. And a lot of times they skirt the rules mm-hmm. and then they get caught, you know, like forcing their au pair to work more than they should. Yeah. And, you know, not providing them with the things that they're supposed to provide them with. Right. Well, and I imagine it can be it could be really hard if you're in a country where you don't know anybody and yeah. you're still learning the language mm-hmm. and you're living in the house. It could be really hard to establish that boundary of, no, I've worked. I did yeah. my work for today and mm-hmm. you have to let me go, you know. Yeah, because how you do you bother me for the rest of the- They're right there. You yeah. Know, you just knock on the door. Hey, I know that, you know. Yeah. Could you just hold him really quick while I or whatever? And then. You know, I'm just going to run to the store, whatever. Like, it'd be really hard. Yeah, it would. To establish that boundary. It would be hard to advocate for yourself in a situation like that where you don't know anyone else. Yes. And you barely speak their language. Yeah, Yeah. you're, you know, very dependent on these people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote in that documentary that said, we have become a class divided society and we have servants. Yeah. And the responsibility that goes along with that. And so I think a lot of people are seeing the au pair system in Norway becoming less of a on par or at par, you know, equal system and more of a domestic servant type situation. Yep. In 2020, there were 45 people in Norway who were banned from employing au pairs. Wow. So that many people had fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Which is wild. And then there was an au pair. Well, actually here, she came from Sweden. This is how I knew anything about au pairs is because I listened to too much true crime. (laughs) But boston's one of boston's most notorious unsolved cold cases is about a swedish au pair who came over and was murdered yeah 
1996. Her name was Karina Holmer. She was 20 years old and she disappeared outside of a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning. Less than 12 hours later, her severed upper body was discovered in a dumpster. They've never found the rest of it and they don't know what happened. They still have no idea what happened. That's crazy. I know. So I guess the story was that she was au pairing in Boston, but the father, or she was, the house was outside of Boston, but the father worked in Boston and had like an apartment there. Okay. And so she would go stay there on the weekends and get to like make friends and be social. Yeah. And and hang out in Boston rather than. Yeah. She was like literally off work rather than staying in the house. Sure. Um, yeah, she had just went out with some friends one night and her friends abandoned her. And then, oh, no. not like, I don't think maliciously, but just in the way that when you're 20, you don't realize that you have yeah. to stay together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, she probably went off with some dude or she probably yeah, went that way. Fine. She'll, we'll talk to her tomorrow and then you just never see her again. Yeah. Yikes. And it's just a really wild mystery because they have like a few clues and pieces of like, oh, she talked to this person in this car and Mm -hmm. then like there's the story of this guy who everyone kind of knew because he would walk his dog at the same time that all the bars were closing okay on this like one strip in boston and so everybody always like recognized him and talked to him and apparently she had a long conversation with him and he was cleared of any wrongdoing but he later completed suicide like not too much long after being interviewed yeah so people you know looked into that yeah they looked into like someone who got arrested for like a similar mo of murder like a few years later and they got clear like there is nothing yeah which is just (laughs) yeah but there was some controversy too with the way that she was paired with that family in boston because she didn't have like some of her credentials weren't right or the family didn't do something right through the company that like paired them yeah so that the whole like au pair system came under fire for a bit as well. Sure. Yeah, and I'm sure the dad was under yeah like, suspicion as well. Why do you have this apartment? Yeah. What do you? She's just hanging out there, and you've got access to it, and you know she's going to be there all by herself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh-huh. and... Yeah. Anyway, it's a sad case. That is very sad. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I, I just... mean, uh, truly, another reason why I'm. I love the idea of traveling abroad, but again, it's like you're so far away from anybody who can do anything. You know, if your parents are living, still living in Sweden and they're like, no, what happened to our daughter? And everybody's like, meh, and you can't be there to to go to the police station every day and be like, what have you found out? What do you know? Then it just gets forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And then. Yeah. And then what? Then what? Then we're talking about it on a podcast about kids' movies. (laughs) Fucking. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's 30 years later or whatever. That's what this podcast is about. Speaking of kids movies. Woohoo. Well, I just, to wrap it up, I just wanted to say, I really like the idea Mm -hmm. of nannying, obviously, Mm -hmm. but there are always people who are going to take advantage of a situation. And I think when you have a live-in nanny, that kind of thing can easily go askew. Yep. Gotta have boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I really, I do like my job, but I don't think I could ever be a live-in nanny. I mean- you just wouldn't feel like you were allowed to come and go. Even yeah. though, you know, even though it's your time off, if you're like, well, I'm going out, people still know that you're leaving your house. You know, you're you're leaving the house. And yeah. so it's like you're, yeah, you've got your own time, but your comings and goings are still logged. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's too much. You know, I'm like, yeah. I, I like being a separate part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you go to your own house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some nannies in pop culture. Yes, obviously. Mary Poppins. Never heard of her. <laughs> One of the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, did you ever watch Nanny McPhee? I did not. I've never seen it either. I think she's ugly at the beginning and then she's pretty at the end i oh, think okay. it's kind of like part of the it's like a she's all that situation well she's like <laughs> yeah i don't know i didn't see that either but kind of like a uh appearances are deceived you know like oh. she's magically normally she's very pretty but she makes herself ugly for whatever fucking reason for i fun. don't for, for fun yay um but i just know the name you got nana the dog mm-hmm. from peter pan yeah love her uh-huh um you know fran fine from the nanny mr sheffield i know which before i met my boyfriend there was definitely some like some daydreaming about what if i met a handsome single <laughs> father yeah who needed a who nanny needed a nanny right and then whoosh, there we there we were and then you're on a season of something was wrong <laughs> because <laughs> this kid doesn't actually exist and <laughs> oops yeah no 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 i love when i was a kid watching the nanny i just never picked up on just how much of a fashion icon yes she was because i was just like oh she's so quirky and funny and she's got that like silly laugh you know Mm -hmm. and then you go back and watch it and you're like this bitch was hot yes like and just existing in this house and also just like goofy and funny yeah yeah. it's hanging out and being sweet and silly yeah love it you can't fire me i quit no, you fired me. That way I can collect unemployment. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got uh, Nanny from 101 Dalmatians, yep. who is just like so small and tiny, and I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And she comes to live at their house after they get married to help take care of the puppies. Yeah, they don't even have kids. They're just like, just some... take care of our puppies. I mean, 13 puppies. You need, a, you need some help. That's true. Uh, and then I was reading about Nanny 911, which I kind oh. of remember... I, I never watched that show, but I remember Super Nanny being on. Do you remember yeah. that? There was mm-hmm. like a period of time where it was like, yeah it was the dog whisperer but for children you know where it's like please help me deal with my and it turns out it was the parents doing the wrong thing all the time it always is yeah imagine that um but so on nanny 911 this lady nanny lillian used to work for the royal family oh and she would come and go help parents with misbehaving children she would observe for a day or two yeah and say okay here's what you are doing wrong Mm -hmm. and here's what you need to you know how to fix this behavior because they're doing this thing because of what you're doing right and then apparently during the first season there was a portion at the end of the show where the parents would receive like a new car or home renovation which just seems like what one it's gonna wildly ratchet up the budget for your show yeah and two why (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know unless the problem was they didn't have a car so the kid was pulling them in a rickshaw you see your children are misbehaving because this side of the house is gone there's just no wall here and they're really upset about it and honestly i don't know how you didn't see that before so we're gonna fix that everything will be fine no i really i don't understand that's so strange so but they they did away with that in the later seasons of the show because and also it's like that's not what the show's about you know i love to watch a home renovation show but that's not why i'm watching super nanny right or nanny i'm watching a child renovation show (laughs) (laughs) perfect yes child renovation um yeah and then so we also got uh mrs blaylock from the omen never saw it no i didn't see the original i saw the remake that came out in 2006 Mm. with uh what's his name leave shriver oh and uh weird postal thwaite was in it oh postal thwaite yeah he was great 
Uh, I don't remember who played the mother. And then, yeah. And then Peyton Flanders from The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, which I also have never seen, but I read the synopsis and it's fucking wild. Oh. It's just like, what? Why why would you do that? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that I've even heard of it. I'd heard the name, but it's about, I read the synopsis, it's about a lady who... She gets pregnant, and then her husband dies, and then her baby dies, and so she's all upset, obviously. Yeah. But then, so she goes, she makes up a persona and gets hired as a nanny for this other woman, and then just starts to, like, try and take over her life. Oh. And, like, make her children love her more, and then tries to kill her, and it's just, like... Like a single white female, but for a mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But kind of like, I don't have a baby, and so I'm taking your baby. Yeah. Yeah. She infiltrates... Huh. So she makes up the name Peyton Flanders, which is a wild. bad name. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, which we will cover this month on our Patreon. You yep. so sign up for that and check it out. Yeah. Or and just then... you know sign up for the Patreon just long enough to listen to the intro to that episode, and you don't even need to watch the movie. It's true. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yes. Snake talked about the whole movie. I did. In the intro. <laughs> I didn't realize that I remembered every single scene, <laughs> but it's so good. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then. <laughs> Lieutenant Shane Wolf from The Pacifier played by Vin Diesel. Did you see that? I have seen parts of it. Okay. I'm surprised uh, that you haven't watched it. Yeah. I I think maybe I met, I've I watched most of it. It's a, it's one of those that like doesn't know how to blend comedy mm. and like this weird military drama that's happening. Yeah. Because you know, he is he's undercover oh. working for these Oh, so like a kindergarten five cop children. Kind of. Kind of yeah. Thing. He's trying to find out something about yeah this family i think and so he ends up being their nanny it does have it did create one of my favorite vin diesel moments of all time when the eldest girl asks him why his boobs are so big <laughs> and he turns around and she's like they're not boobs <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not a tumor right <laughs> he's just like walking away from her and has to do the full turnaround just be like oh. <laughs> it's pretty great but yeah, it, it wasn't very good. But, you know, I love Vin Diesel and anything. So. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I have standards. <laughs> right. So, Fast and the Furious, when they go to space, fine. I know, but that at that point, it's like, well, I'm, I'm very committed to this right, yeah. franchise. <laughs> if they had gone to space in the first movie, I'd be like, that's stupid. But they <laughs> smartly waited until the ninth movie where I'm already too far in. Yeah, you've already, you know, sunk in costs. <laughs> <laughs> should i get you some ice for the, the strain you just put on your eyeballs because you rolled them so hard yes please <laughs> headache just anyway oh boy yeah so you know being a nanny an interesting concept yeah which who who of these people would you want to take care of you vin diesel <laughs> i think i could take him yeah yeah hmm. probably fran yeah, she seems very... And then, you know, she becomes their mom, so... Yeah, she's fun. You yeah. already know you like her. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, and if you're, you know, femme-presenting, just, like, borrow her clothes. Oh, Because her wardrobe so is too. sick. Yeah, so... Yeah. I know, there's, like... Anytime she wore, like, a really short skirt and then, like, a huge jacket, yeah. I'm like, yes! That is your aesthetic. Is that where it came from? <laughs> no, I've never watched The Nanny. Oh. I've just seen clips here and there. That's I do cute. think I would like it if I watched it. You but... would. It's really funny. Yeah. But I, I know I like so many of the things that she wears. She's great. Yeah, I think she would be fun. You know, having a dog as a nanny would be okay <laughs> for a little bit. Sure. She seems like a very nice and capable yeah. dog. She knows her ABCs, so. That, what more do you need? Got that. 
And I mean, Mary Poppins seems like a really good time. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's a little standoffish. Yeah. She's not a very warm person. No. So. She's very like, this is what has to be done. Yeah. I'm here to do the task. Yeah. And then I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Which, Which we will talk about. Is, yeah. Next at week. At length. Yes. Next week? Yeah, that's what we're talking about next week. So that's where we're going to leave you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Fran Fine, I think. Hell yeah. So in the meantime, uh, if you want to come talk to us, tell us about your favorite nanny in pop culture. Did you ever have a nanny? Oh, whatever. As a kid? No. I mean, I, you know, I had babysitters yeah, every once babysitters, while, but yeah. when we moved to Kentucky yeah. from California, my mom's mom was like, well, I'm coming too. Yeah. And so she always lived like a mile or two away from us. So, you know, if I That's ever needed nice. watching, yeah, it was usually her. My mom also just either didn't work or she found jobs where she was at work while we were at school. Yeah. So she was just home a lot of the time too, mm-hmm. which was also really nice. So it didn't really need one very often. Yeah. But no, I did not. We should have started the episode with that question, but I just thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I only ever had babysitters, and only for a little bit, because yeah. my mom quit working after my youngest brother was born. Yeah. But then my mom did, like, child-minding, I guess, like, because she was home, you know, right, all day with my... Right, you taking care of some kids. Yeah, with my little brothers, so she would have, like, other people's kids come over and take care of them. Mm-hmm. So... It's nice as long as they all get along and they don't realize that there are more of them than of you. And if they go in different directions, you can't get all of them. Yes. As soon as they realize that, you're boned. <laughs> you gotta quit. <laughs> you gotta get uh, You gotta get somebody else in there. <laughs> or put them on leashes. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So if you want to talk to us, you can come find us on Instagram or Gmail or Tumblr. Replay Rewind Podcast. And you can check out... <laughs> All of our other episodes on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, I think. Yeah. iHeartRadio. Yeah. Just, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, go look us up and maybe we're on there. You could also just come to the cave where we're recording. Come hang out. I'm sure. Just sniff us out. Hear it in real time. (laughs) (laughs) I am sitting the moon, so. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't have a baby. Yeah, and if you want to hear our bonus episodes, go join our Patreon, patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. We got bonus shit to keep your ears entertained. Yeah, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Like Mrs. Doubtfire. So go check it out. We'll shout out your name on the show. We'll mail you a sticker. There's all kinds of fun bonus stuff happening over there. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.